my wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I'm minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your drive time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. Folks, it's really wonderful uh, to have you uh, share with us once again. Uh, Look, I'd love to have you uh, come and join with us. Now, look, if you'd like to join with us, if you want to share a a positive thought, if you'd like to share a a, a comment on one of the issues we're discussing, if you'd simply like to say hello to us, uh, then you can actually do that uh, by texting us here. Our studio text number is 04888-80811. In fact, why not program that into your phone? Uh, I think you'll uh, uh, you'll get a lot of views out of it. That means every single program you can just simply hit the, the hit the button and hit the send button, and uh, and we can uh, and we can communicate uh, together. Now, look, this week we are following the theme: Has the end game commenced? And today. We're looking at the uh, the particular subject. Is talk of the end times just sensational fear mongering? Now, this is a subject that I believe has simply become increasingly relevant in the day and the age in which we're living today. You know, more and more people uh, are recognizing that there's something wrong, that there's ha- something happening. The world is, in fact, being turned uh, upside down. Now, today, I've got a number of co-hosts. And it's wonderful to have each of them out here with me. But uh, our uh, our major co-host that's going to be presenting our Bible study is uh, Pastor Don Felberg. Now, uh, Don is a fantastic. He's a wonderful a mate of mine. I really appreciate uh, being able to to chat to to Don. Uh, Don is a uh, international speaker. He's been an evangelist. He's been a, a bush padre. He's been an indigenous ministries leader. Uh, Don, I want to say a big welcome to you. Thank you, Pastor Gary. Happy to be with you and your listeners once again. Ah, oh, Don, look, I tell you, you are very greatly appreciated. Every time that uh, uh, Pastor Don is on, I know that our listening audience goes up uh, by 10, 20%, and that's, uh, that's a wonderful thing uh, to actually uh, see, uh, see occurring. I know people appreciate what it is that, that you say. Now, look, just tell me something. How is Perth today? Oh, cold and wet today, thunderstorms and wild winds, so yes, winter yeah. again. Oh, I tell you what, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, they've got that forecast for us tomorrow, and I, I have to admit, I wish Perth would stop sending that sort of weather across here to Adelaide. Yes, yes. Well, some of the folk here are starting to get a little tired of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, I know that I'm starting to get a little tired of it too. We're supposed to be in spring and this has been a long, cold winter. I certainly went out walking this morning for my walk and, uh, uh, goodness me. I mean, it was, uh, it, it was clear, but it was, uh, certainly sub, uh, six or seven degrees. And, uh, that's probably getting a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit cool, uh, for, uh, for walking at, uh, at six o'clock in the, in the morning. 
morning. But, uh, yeah, look, it's important to actually be able to do that sort of stuff. Now, look, it's also great to have uh, pastor, two other pastors in our studio uh, with us today. Now, that's Pastor Jeff Yulden and Pastor Mark Wilson. Now, both of these men um, come because they've got a particular passion that I love, I appreciate. They're both evangelists. Now, Jen, uh, Jeff, welcome to you. Thank you very much. It's good to be here in, uh, well, today, bright and sunny Adelaide. Uh, look, it is fantastic to have you uh, in uh, in town. It's it's exciting to have you in town. You know, Jeff, I thought you had retired. Well, I thought I had too. But you can't you, you can't stop doing the work that you've been called to do. No, I, I love doing what I do, and uh, so it's it's a real delight to be here doing what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, welcome to Adelaide. Sometimes, uh, Gary, when you're employed, you have to do things you don't want to do, but when you're retired, you can do things that you want to do. Uh, actually, I've got to admit, I'm really looking forward to retirement because there's some things I really, uh, uh, preaching and teaching, I really love being able to preach and, and teach to me. It, it, it's so. But there's other aspects, other administrative aspects that I suppose I'm looking forward to laying aside to, uh, to those who are wiser and smarter than Well, uh, come and join the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the gang. Ah, uh, yeah. The retired gang or yeah. retreaded da- gang. The retreaded gang. Well, it's a, it's a year or two away, but uh, I've got to admit I am actually looking. looking. But look, um, we've also got in the studio with us today a second evangelist, and that's um, uh, Pastor Mark Wilson. Now, Mark, welcome to you. Yes, thank you, Gary. Good to be here. I'm just a flash in the pan today, but good to be with you on the radio. I understand that Jeff actually taught you everything that he knows. Everything I know. So if there's anything good about me, it comes from Jeff. <laughs> okay, and if there's anything bad... That comes from him we too. Can you. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, let me... You're both evangelists, so let me just sort of... I'm conscious that our time is starting to run away. But look, a question I'd really want to put to both of you, and Jeff, I'll come to you first... Is there still a place in the church for evangelism today? Because this is something that, you know, I mean, we're into a, a world of, you know, ecumenical spirit, you know, that, you know, I mean, we all get together. There's not too many differences anymore. And you're an evangelist. Now, is there a place for evangelism in the church today? Absolutely. There's never been a better time for it. Because remember, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And he said, I'll, I'll be with you. Right through to the end of the world. So with a confidence and with, uh, the, with the good Lord with us day by day, why wouldn't we be happy and why wouldn't we want to do what we're doing? It's exciting, isn't it? You yes. know, to, to me, uh, nothing is, is nicer than when you see somebody who hasn't, hasn't been uh, a believer ever turn around and say something like, uh, hey, he's changed my life. I know he's changed my life. And uh, I just, I praise God for it. I've heard so many testimonies like that just in recent times. In fact, more and more, I'm, I'm conscious that because of what's happening in our world, people are starting to ask these questions more and more. I mean, do you find that? Absolutely true. In fact, the phrase that I hear over and over again, what on all the earth has gone wrong? Yeah. That's what people are saying. Yeah. And they're not necessarily only Christians. Yeah. What has gone wrong? Because no one can be alive today that was alive five years ago and not say the world is different. 
Yeah. Just in yeah. five years. And, and that's the truth of it. You know, I mean, certainly, I mean, to me, probably for the first 30 years of my ministry, there were some changes in, you know, the way things were occurring. But this in the last four or five years, I look at them and say, hey, this, uh, things are happening today that, well, to me, can only be accounted for once you understand Bible prophecy. Yeah, well, if you open the paper tomorrow morning and there's not a flood or a fire or a famine, or a calamity of some description, you say, what's wrong with the newspaper? Indeed. It's indeed. become boring that's, now. That's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. it. But look, tell us something. Mark, if we can just sort of, sort of come to you, what's, why, why did you feel you know, called to move into evangelism? I mean, church pastoral work is not as stressful as evangelism. Well, look, Gary, right from the very beginning, I... I, I Became a Christian because of evangelism and very largely too because of public uh, evangelism as well. Sat under, under some feet as I joined a church. I sat under some feet and very powerful evangelists and I tell you what, I was inspired. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was searching for truth and uh, Man Alive, the Bible is such an exciting, powerful book. It just turned my life around. And I just wanted to do the same kind of work, and I've been doing it for the last 30 years. It's, 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 there's no greater work. There's no more exciting work, and I can't think of myself doing anything else. And it's rewarding. Very rewarding. Extremely yeah. so. Uh, look, let me just ask another question. Now, now, Jeff, you're in town here. You don't actually live in Adelaide. You're a, you're a Sydney, a Sydney sider. I was a single boy, uh, a Sydney boy originally myself. But look, you, uh, you're down here because you're planning for an event that's going to happen in 2024. Now, that's 12, 18 months away. Yeah. Now, look, some of our listeners may have lis- missed it yesterday. What is this end game that you're down here doing the preparation for? Well, the word end indicates that uh, something serious is going on and the game of life, uh, what we're trying to show is that... Um, some serious things are going on in the world today. And what yeah. does all this mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we want to give an answer. We want to give people hope. Okay. Because there's not too much hope in the world. Yeah. And yeah. Um, tragedies and, I mean, we, we have been pretty immune here in Australia from many of these things, but it's been starting to hit us. More recently, it has, it has. Particularly, you look at the, you know, you look at bushfires, uh, you look at the, the floods, you know, uh, you know, it's impacting us here. In fact, as I look at Australia, Adelaide to this point has been incredibly immune from what's been happening, even within Australia. You know, Correct, yes. and, and you know, Australia itself has been almost isolated from everything that's happening in our world, but our world is being turned. Upside down. Uh, to me, this is a, uh, you know, to me, there are huge warning signs out there. And so the end game is going to be sharing on what's occurring in our current world and how we can find hope. Yes. And, and dealing with the great subjects of the Bible, because there are some wonderful subjects that many people don't even know. They think the Bible's just full of myths and stories and, yeah, and, yeah. and, and so forth. But in actual fact, the Bible is dealing with the issues that we're facing today. Mm. Issues over politics. Yeah. Yeah. Issues over the economy. Mm. Uh, issues over the environment. Mm. All of these issues are all outlined in the Bible. And when you consider it was written to, thousand plus years ago depending on which book you're reading 
it's amazing to be able to read and get tremendous comfort that God has foreseen these things, that they're not just happening ad hoc. Mm. God has his hand over history. I'm intrigued that you pick up just a number of those uh, those issues. And, you know, I mean, uh, to me, as, as I look at it, I mean, to me, I even uh, think of things like, I mean, World population growth, to me, is another one. I look at it and I sort of say, hey, I mean, I know that, uh, you know, that seems to be just going up and up and up and, you know, I mean, what sort of influence do you think that's actually having on our entire world? Well, our world population, Gary, is staggering. The increase yeah. is, you've got to use the word staggering. Yeah. You know, they're estimating by the year 2050 that it'll be 10 billion not million. That's amazing. Billion. Now, in a, once again in Australia, we're sheltered a wee bit because we're one of the very few countries in the world that is not bursting at the seams. Yeah, yeah. But go to Asia and see how they are. And, um, and, me, and most other countries in the world, Europe and so forth, they're overpopulated. Yeah, and, and Jeff, I think sometimes we don't actually realise how true that is. A little while ago, I actually was uh, was sharing on something fairly similar, and I actually went back and uh, looked at what was the population back in the dim dark past. And I, I actually chose nineteen fifty nine because that was the year of my birth, and so I, I sort of thought I'll just see you know when 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 Pastor Gary was born all those years ago. What was the po-? and I discovered that the population was two point nine billion people were on wow. planet Earth. Yeah. Right now, there's 7.8 billion. In other words, for every one of me back then, there's getting close to being three of me now. I mean, this has to be having impact on the environment. This has to be impacting on our world. Um, you know, I mean... It is, absolutely. There's no question about that. I mean, some of the things that you think about the depletion of our natural resources. Yeah. I mean, they're not infinite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they're gradually running down. The, the world is running down. It's, it's, in fact, the Bible uses the word waxing old, old like, like a, a garment. garment. Yeah, yes. yeah. We actually did a, an entire week where we actually looked at this issue of the environment a little while ago. And uh, one of the questions we asked is, you know, uh, the environment, you know, is it, a, you know, is it man-made? What is it, you know? And uh, we struggled with that question. And in the end, we came to the conclusion that, you know, what we're in is a world that is, and that was the text we actually used, you know, that the world is waxing old like a garment. You know, it's it's one of those things that you know it's it's no one's fault. It's just simply that uh, the the signs of age that are starting to impact me personally are also impacting our world. Correct, that's yeah. right. And then not only only the environment that's bad enough. Then we've got conflicts and wars. Yeah, I mean, look, close to Australia, we have a very large population. Yeah. Far from our yeah. shores. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're looking over the fence and you're starving or got very little food and you look over the fence and they're living in luxury. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah. Well, it doesn't require a lot of imagination, especially yeah. when you've got millions of people and you're going to afford to lose a, a lot of millions before uh, it really impacts it on really you. impacts them. And um, that's just one of the problems. And war is inevitable. 
yeah. between yeah. the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. I, I just checked on some very interesting figures, Gary, yeah. from the economics. Now, listen to this. If you own with property, cash, shares, whatever it might happen to be, if you have under your portfolio $1.3 million, you know, with all the things that you would... Your house and a lot. A whole lot. Put it together. If you've got 1.3, then you are in the top 1% of the world. Wow. Now, where I come from in Sydney... Every house is every house is worth one point three million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah, plus, yeah. And, and Jeff, look, this is one of the things that I think that certainly here in um, here in Australia, I actually call it a fatal security that we've actually adopted because you know, in many ways, everything is running. Pretty good. You know, I mean, yes, there's, you know, I, I hear people share that, you know, I mean, our, our medical system is, uh, is run down, but you know, I've visited other countries and I'm aware of the medical systems in other countries. I look at my medical system here and I say, hey, what an incredible blessing oh. uh, it is to this country. What an, what amazing uh, system that's actually uh, been put, put in place. You know, we are insulated in some, in so many ways from the issues that are impacting others throughout our world. Correct. And yet we have to be at some point turn around and say, what really is going on in this big wide world that is happening out there? Because, uh, you know, I... I look, you know, the Ukraine at the present time, you know, the, the impact that that's having on food, the, uh, on the distribution networks. I look at, you know, Anything else you can add in there? Well, yeah, you think about uh, Pakistan. Now, um, that's not a small country. Yeah. yeah. But one-third of that country's underwater. Yeah. yeah floods. Yeah, yeah. And the impact that that will have not only on the people but also on the environment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's just one country. Um, and uh, so something's got to give. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We can't continue on like this because – the haves and the have-nots. You know, you know, Jeff. The other day, well, not the other day. A, a couple, of, a couple of years back, uh, I actually uh, was browsing through a, a bookstore. I love just going and looking at what's in bookstores, and I came up with a book uh, entitled "The Little Green Handbook." It was actually challenged me enough to actually uh, start to uh, to buy it, and I've used it numerous times. Uh, but um, uh, this is this is the opening statement in that book. Alarming trends, alarming events are taking place all around us, but in general, we're not aware of them. During the short span of human life, these events occur too slowly to make a lasting impression on us. We don't notice them because we're too busy, but we're living in a rapidly changing, competitive and demanding world without the time or the inclination to collect information, analyse it and work out the right interpretation and draw the correct conclusions. And then as as I read that, my mind, I suppose, went back to 
the end game that you're actually wanting to pull together because what you're going to be doing as I understand it is pulling together the facts the figures the um the the, the events that are occurring in our world and saying what does scripture say about this reality because I think it's that reality that we need to have a thorough understanding of in the times in which we're living it's more important than trying to resolve a climate change change issue uh, when scripture has given us a full understanding of the script of the future let's understand what the scriptures are actually saying look Jeff we do need to come to some some music I really appreciate the uh, the feedback that you've been able to give us uh, look let's come to uh, love uh, Michael W Smith uh, his uh, is uh, song uh, ancient words this is a powerful uh, a powerful uh, rendition uh, please enjoy.
And that was uh, Michael W. Smith, and uh, the song was uh, Ancient uh, Ancient Words. It's a beautiful rendition of uh, of that song. Folks, we do have our giveaway uh, for you today. Uh, the giveaway today is The History of Tomorrow. Uh, this is a real beauty. This is uh, written by Julian Archer. Now, this is not a big book. This is uh, only 30 or 40 uh, pages, uh, and uh, those pages are not even big. Elite forces of international diplomats crisscross our globe. They frantically negotiate. They try and they deflect blazing sparks away from fuel-drenched religio-political conflicts. The search is on for a leader who can calm our fears and deliver peace and security to our planet. We sign treaties to solve rapidly escalating economic, environmental and security problems, but it often seems so futile. What are... Are we missing? The history of tomorrow reveals Earth's last 2,600 years through the eyes of kings, prophets, popes and presidents. Examining the biblical prophecy in Daniel chapter 2, it unveils a pattern in in the timeline of history. It exposes an event that will soon permanently alter the face of our planet. The history of tomorrow is a foundational resource for anyone who seeks to understand the tectonic movements that are right now reshaping geopolitics, religion and economics. Now guys, this is a real beauty. The history of tomorrow. You'll love this book. It's written in a user-friendly manner. Uh, love uh, this, this particular uh, uh, publication. Now, if you would like uh, your own copy of The History of Tomorrow, then please text us at 04888811. And uh, you will, uh, uh, you'll make contact with our robot and our robot will uh, get some details from you and uh, then we'll get this to you in the fastest way possible. Now when you text text us, all you need to put in the text is SA72, SA72 no gap between the SA and the, the 72 uh, just text us uh, 0488 in the text message SA72 and that will trigger our robot to ask you some questions so we can get this uh, book to you in the fastest uh, way way possible. Now, you are listening to uh, Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary, and today our co-host is Pastor Don Felberg, and he's live uh, from Perth in uh, in West Oz. Uh, Don has worked as a, as a pastor, as an evangelist, international speaker, a bush padre, and uh, an indigenous ministries leader. He's had a huge amount of experience across so many different areas. And this week we're following the theme, Has the Endgame? commenced and today we're looking at uh, a question is talk of the end times just sensational fear-mongering now look folks i believe that this is uh, something that's becoming increasingly relevant to the day and the age in which we're living uh, so many people are asking what is going on uh, if we look at the bible it does uh, speak of a future end time but is it just sensational fear-mongering 
to share that, to present that today. That's the issue that we want to dig into. Don, can you help us out? Is speaking of the end times just sensational fear-mongering? Well, Pastor Gary, I don't believe it is because, as you just indicated, Jesus talked about the end. The end will come. Matthew 24, verse 14, he clearly taught the end will come. So surely we're not fear-mongering if we're just repeating the words of Jesus. And I, I noticed there Pastor Jeff made the comment um, where he, he quoted the last words of Jesus as recorded by the, uh, the, uh, the, by Matthew and, uh, where Jesus made the statement, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age or the end of the world. So it's very clear that Jesus believed there would be an end. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Gary, it's very interesting that the doomsday clock is set currently at 100 seconds to midnight and that's for the third year in a row and so is that fear-mongering no i think it's (laughs) i think it's reality but here there are hard-headed scientists that are out preaching the preachers yeah and so so that's quite significant and pastor gary another thing i would say is that in the great outline prophecies of the books of Daniel and Revelation, where they cover, um, you know, a couple of thousand years or more, we are living, it is significant that we're living in the very last part of all of those outline prophecies. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are seeing the signs that Jesus and other Bible writers have given us like no other generation as has ever seen them being fulfilled. Mm. So, so I believe it's not scaremongering. It's not sensationalism. It's reality. And, uh, and if Jesus believed it, well, certainly, uh, I think we're in safe shoes to be, to be repeating it. Yeah. You know, Jesus, um, made a very interesting statement in Matthew 24 and um, and verse um, 33. He said, So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Now, when he says it is near, he's talking about the second coming, the end of the world. Mm. And he says, when you see all these things, know that it's near. Mm. Now, what things is he talking about? Well, we go back to the beginning of the chapter, and Jesus was sitting up on the Mount of Olives with his disciples, looking over the city of Jerusalem. And Pastor Gary, I'm sure you've stood up there, as I have done, and we've looked Mm. over the city of Jerusalem, and we've thought of this sermon that Jesus gave about the the signs of the end of the world as recorded here in Matthew 24. Mm. Jesus actually gave this sermon just a few days before his uh, crucifixion. And uh, as they were as Jesus and his disciples were talking, the disciples asked a question. They said, "Tell us, when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age or of the end of the world?" 
And it's interesting what Jesus said in answer to that question. By the way, he didn't say there won't be an end of the world. He clearly said there will be an end of the world. And he gave some of the uh, signs or the indicators that it is near even at the doors. And like I said before, I think what you're saying there, actually, Don, is is so vitally important because we live in a world today where there's so much a talk about, hey, you know, we have to improve our world and we certainly don't want to de- uh, in any way uh, undermine, you know, our uh, our world. We don't want to destroy our world. But, you know, there are so many uh, who suggest that, hey, we just need to improve our world for, the, uh, for future generations. And it's uh, spoken as though the generation are just going to continue forever and ever. And yet what we find in the Bible here is this belief that Jesus had and Jesus taught his disciples that there would be a climax to human history. Yes, yes, very true. And I'm going to read a a statement that Jesus made in answer to that question that seems strange. Well, to put it this way, if man had have written these signs of of a uh, hundred years ago of the approaching end of what they would be, if he'd have written them fifty to a hundred years ago, I don't think they'd have been written like Jesus wrote them two thousand years ago. Mm. Let me explain what I mean. Here, Matthew 24 and verse 7, Jesus said, uh, one of the things he said, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And again, in the book of Revelation, chapter 11 and verse 18, he made the statement regarding the end that the nations were angry. Mm. And Pastor Gary, despite all the peace plans and all the efforts, War still happens, and the world, I think, has been shocked to think that in modern Europe there's a war like there is taking place at the moment. Indeed. And the world is on tender hooks regarding China and Taiwan, and um, and they have reason to be. And so, like I said, if man had have written this a hundred years ago, he would have probably, if he was just guessing... He would have probably said a sign of the end will be everybody living in peace. Mm. But Jesus said the very opposite. How true those words are. The nations were angry. I've often thought, Buster Gary, with all the conflict management courses that people can do today, surely there would be war no more. It's true, <laughs> isn't yet it? We- Yet, yet we see conflict after conflict, and I have seen the effects of war firsthand in Kosovo. Wow. Um, you know, I, I saw whole villages that were bombed. I talked to a lady who said, I live in house for car, she said. In other words, the garage underneath the house, the only bit that was still livable. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's... Uh, um, Sir Charles Snow, one of the great scientists, um, made the statement regarding nuclear things. He said, we know with certainty of statistical truth that if enough of these weapons are made by enough states, some of them are going to blow up through accident, folly or madness. Yeah. And, uh, and how true that is. And by the way, the atomic 
uh, clock people, the doomsday clock people, are making basically the same statement in 2022. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I was, uh, I, Don, I actually uh, had the privilege of actually reading the document that came out with that uh, doomsday clock. And uh, one of the statements that they made uh, that to me was actually quite profound, uh, they, uh, they actually upgraded the uh, world, as you correctly say, to 100 seconds to midnight for the third year in a row. But the reason yeah. it's there uh, is, uh, is not because of the huge multiplication of uh, of atomic weaponry, but rather because the political systems that control those weapons tends yeah. to be breaking down. So you no longer have the systems of control in order, uh, in yeah. place, in order to, to regulate and manage uh, that, uh, that weaponry. Uh, and that is actually quite a frightening thought. Yes, very true. It is. Walter Lippmann, an American political commentator, said, we're poised on the brink of the most calamitous conflict that can be imagined. And then he said, indeed, it cannot even be imagined. Mm. So Jesus said, by, by the way, in Revelation chapter 11, there's, there's uh, an interesting statement after it says the nations were angry. A bit further down it says, and when Jesus comes, it said, he will destroy those who destroy the earth. Yeah. You know, when Jesus made that statement, it didn't even make sense. Yeah. Because yeah. people in that day, they, they only had bows and arrows and swords. They couldn't have destroyed the earth if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. But today... We have we can destroy it many times over with our nuclear weapons, biological warfare, and and pollution, and so on. Uh, you know that statement is very very relevant and very very meaningful to us today. Mm. Well, Pastor Gary, I'd like to come back to what Jesus said, sitting up there on the Mount of Olives, talking about the signs of the end, and in. Matthew 24 and verse 7, he mentioned another thing, famines. Mm. You know, we are facing some of the largest famines in the history of the world. Mm. Pastor Jeff mentioned there that uh, the, the floods there in Pakistan. Back in 2010, one-sixth of the country was flooded. And uh, and the president at the time said the world has never seen such a disaster. That was 2010 when one-sixth of the country was covered. Now, as Pastor Jeff said, one-third of it is covered. Wow, wow. So, you know, when you get floods like that and, you know, the, the famine that results, Somalia, Afghanistan, um, and again and again, if you were a guessing man a hundred years ago with the industrial age developing and the scientific inventions and modern transport coming along and being improved, you would have guessed that one of the signs of the end would be there wouldn't be a hungry person left. Exactly. Because, you know, we have the wherewithal to feed everybody, but yet as one-sixth of the world, it's claimed, are malnourished. 10,000 die per day of starvation. So what we are seeing famines 
on an astronomical scale, the word unprecedented scale, Pastor Gary. Mm, mm. And then Jesus' next statement there in verse 7 is pestilences or diseases. No one would have believed that COVID could have caused such problems for so long. Isn't that right? It's, I think it's just caught everybody by by surprise. It has. And and now variations and then monkeypox and so on. Man thought with modern medicine uh, that these uh, great epidemics could never happen again. But, you know, anti- I was just reading an article the other day about antibiotics is facing major challenges because the fear is they, they soon won't be effective anymore to deal with these things. Mm-hmm. Major pestilences. And then... Um, Verse um, 7 again, Jesus mentions another thing, earthquakes, he says, in various places. Now, since the Richter scale was invented, we can see major earthquakes are rapidly increasing. Yeah. You think of the, about it um, from 2011 to 2020, there have been 135 earthquakes over seven over seven on the Richter scale. That's mm. major earthquakes. And I guess the imagery of that Japan earthquake, 19,000 people dead or missing. I remember my wife rang me up and she was um, had gone to a craft class or something and she rang up, she said, quick, quick, turn on the news. She said, there's been an earthquake in Japan and there's a tsunami and so on. And I remember turning it on to the Japanese English news station and just standing there watching as, as it was unfolding, as the water was coming in over the fields and so on, and the tremendous destruction. You think of that one in Haiti, and I've been to Haiti there. 316,000 people dead, 300,000 injured, 1 million homeless. Yeah. And the president of the country among the homeless because the, the palace of the dictator collapsed. Mm. I've personally spent a day traveling around viewing earthquake destruction in Italy. And, and it was a sobering experience. I, I saw one village where 80% of the people were dead. Yeah. I remember seeing a little doll among the ruins and I thought, why didn't the little girl come back to get a doll, you know? And then the thought struck me, the little girl mightn't have been alive to come back to get her little doll. Yeah. Do yeah. you know that people this week have died from earthquake? And these things are happening repeatedly. And um, I, I think of the words of Jesus in Luke 21 and verse 25 and these are they this is such an amazing statement but how true Jesus said on the earth distress of nations with perplexity mm. and the next verse Luke 21:26 says men's hearts failing them for fear and the expectation of these things which are coming on the earth Mm. Oh, those statements, you know, are so true in the light of, you know, here in Australia and what what Pastor Jeff and you were saying there before is so true. Australia, up until recently, has largely been spared 
some of these great disasters that the rest of the world has been facing. I mean, if you like, if you like, Don, we've actually been called the lucky country, haven't we? I mean, that's 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 how we we term this, how we see ourselves. Uh, You know, we've got uh, what twenty, twenty four, twenty five million people spread over uh, an area the size of the United States. Uh, Much of it can't be used, but the portions that can be used uh, is sufficient to to feed certainly our entire population and significant portions of the world population. Uh, you know we yes. are we are immune and we we are have been immune for generations and generations our distance has in some ways protected us uh, and yet yes. on the questions that are certainly coming to me are questions just like you've you've uh, you've been ra- you've been raising what is it that's actually going on in this world something is being turned upside down there's an intensity that's breaking out on the the hearts of humanity and uh, Don, look, I, I want to hear more from you, but look, let's come to some music because I just love uh, you to, uh, uh, to to just bring it together um, once we've uh, once we've had a bit of music. Uh, this is the Norton Hill Band. The the song is uh, the Church has one foundation.
And that is the Norton Hill Band, and uh, that is the church as one foundation. What a beautiful uh, song that uh, that really is. Uh, now, folks, look, our giveaway book for today is entitled The History of Tomorrow. This is done by uh, Julian Archer. Uh, Julian uh, is, a, is a writer who writes to the contemporary world. Uh, he responds to questions that uh, the contemporary world is asking. The history of tomorrow, what does the Bible say yesterday about tomorrow? Uh, my friends, it says so much. Uh, it speaks to the day and the age in which we are living. Do you know if there's a uh, a wonderful God out there who's taken the the time to inspire the Bible writers to uh, uh, to to share what is going to happen in the future? Then why do we bother guessing today what's going to happen? Uh, look, guys, I would challenge you to please. This is a brilliant uh, little book. Uh, it's the sort of book that you can read uh, certainly in half an hour or an hour. It's not a, a difficult. It's not theological. Uh, but wow, uh, it certainly brings ancient history alive. The History of Tomorrow, you'll love this particular book uh, that written by Julian Arch. Now, if you would like uh, The History of Tomorrow, all you need to do is text us at 4 808 That's 4 808 and uh, uh, in the text number, just put in the, uh, in the code SA72. SA72 and uh, uh, we will send you uh, our robot will get in contact with you and uh, uh, get some details off you so we can send it to you in the fastest possible way. 04-888-808-11 and SA72 is the code. Now you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary and today our co-host is Pastor Don Felberg and he comes to us live from Perth in uh, West Oz and uh, this week we're following the theme Has the End Game Commenced? And today... We're looking at uh, the question, is talk of the end times just sensational fear-mongering? Uh, Don, it appears from what you're saying, we've got about five minutes to, to wrap things up, but it appears you're saying, hey, this is uh, not just sensational fear-mongering. In fact, Christ could be the ultimate realist. Yes, very true, very true. He's telling us things as they really are. Yeah. He's telling us that... What is happening is all shouting out to us that the end is coming. He is coming back, and uh, and that's a glorious end. But, Pastor Gary, I just want to focus a, a moment again on, on that last text, Luke 21, 25, and 26. On the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, mm. men's hearts failing them from fear in the expectation of these things which are coming on the earth. You know, I've seen the faces of our world leaders as they've talked about the COVID thing. You could see the distress, the stress on their faces as they talk about the fires, as they talk about the floods, as they they talk about um, all these things that the the shootings in America. And I'm reminded that Jesus said, "As the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be." Matthew 24, yeah. verse 37. Yeah. And what was it like back then? Every imagination of their thoughts of their heart was evil continually, and violence was everywhere. And uh, we are seeing 
these things today in in an amazing proportion. But I want to come to the most important sign, Matthew 24, verse 14. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. And that's the greatest of all the signs to tell us where we are in the stream of time. You know, when I first became a pastor, when I, I, I there was le- speaking about uh, my church, the Seventh Day Adventist Church, we had less than three million members all over the world. Mm. Today we have over 21 million baptized members and if you count the the children there's some 25 million people. That's just our church. And I can remember Pastor Gary back in 1989 when there were 5,000 people in the highlands of Papua New Guinea who were baptized in one day and, and we rejoiced. I mean, we'd never heard of anything like this. This was exciting. Mm. There a few years ago in Manila, they had ten thousand baptized in a day, and we got excited. And then, and, and, and then it seemed not too long after, there in Zimbabwe and Africa, in a two-week period, they baptized thirty thousand people, choosing mm. Jesus, this gospel of the kingdom, going to the world. Yeah. And then, and then. A year later or so in Rwanda, you know, where that terrible genocide took place a few years ago, there were over 100,000 people baptized mm. in, in, uh, and so just in just a couple of weeks and, uh, just amazing things. You know, one of the things that impressed me when I went to South America, I went up there onto Lake Titicaca. And the highest navigatable lake in the world on the border of Peru and Bolivia. Mm. And I went out there and they've got floating islands. They make them out of the uh, tortilla reeds there and they have these Euros islands, these floating islands. And, you know, um, there were Christian people. They showed us a little church on one of these floating islands and we went inside and there we... There, these people, I got a photo of them kneeling down, yeah. praying to Jesus. Yeah. I tell you, this gospel of the kingdom going to all the world, to the remotest places, is the greatest sign of Christ's coming. Yeah. But what you were hinting before at, Gary, is all these, this, this so-called doomsday talk, is bright, it, it's, got, it's got a good message. Matthew 20, Luke 21, verse 28, Jesus said, Now when you see these things begin to happen, when you see all these things happening that would help, well, well you would think it'd make us feel gloomy, he says, Look, look up, up. Yeah, look up. And lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Yeah. These things are shouting out to us, Jesus is coming. He's going to set up his kingdom, which will last forever. And that ties in with what he said in John 14, verses 1 to 3, where he said, in my father's house, many mansions, I will come again and take you there. He's going to come again and take us to his father's house. Mm. And so there will be with him in a, in a place where there won't be any more trouble. I tell you, it's all these things that are happening, these signs are shouting out to us, Jesus is coming again. There's going to 
be a good ending for those who have accepted Jesus. I love I was just going to say, Matthew 24 and verse 42, Jesus said, Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Verse 44, Therefore you also be ready. Mm. So that's the important thing, Pastor Gary, to be ready. I really appreciate what you've actually, I love that positive conclusion that you've had there, uh, because that is the, that is the key, that's the nutshell. Uh, is this, uh, uh, is talk of the end time sensational fear mongering? No, it's the ultimate reality. And, uh, as I, as I look at all that Christ said, I say, hi, there's incredible hope for us today. Let's pray together. Yes. Father in heaven, Lord, I come to you right now. I want to say thank you, uh, for being one who has promised us a future and a hope. Uh, Lord, our world is spinning out of control. Uh, Lord, our leaders don't know which way to turn. Uh, but your word revealed so much to us. Thank you for giving us your word. Lord, I pray that you would draw us closer to yourself every day, that indeed we might stand in that great and that final day. We pray in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Pastor Don on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when I'll be joining with Pastor David Butcher and we dig into the question, are apocalyptic books intended to scare? Really look forward to being with you tomorrow. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May the richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.